0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Happy Hippie Homestead Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Juba, helping you find happiness and joy on your homesteading journey. I do want to apologize here. I am releasing this on Thursday instead of Wednesday. So today is Thursday, December 27th. seventh, twenty or Not 27th. Sorry. It's the 29th. Thursday, December 29th, 2022. Uh, my days are all kind of messed up from the holidays, if you can't tell that already. But we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, which is gardening and planning for that garden. And we're going to talk about planning in general a little bit now that we are closing out the year and starting off a brand new year. Welcoming, welcome 2023 next week. So, Gardening is the main topic and we're going to talk about planning for your garden. So I love gardening and I love planning. So putting these two things together, I feel like I could talk for a really long time, but we'll try to keep it to about 30 minutes. So right now is surprisingly the perfect time to start dreaming and planning for your garden for the spring. And I say it's the perfect time because right now you can order seeds if that's what you want right now you can figure out do i want to start seeds inside if i do where do i start them what kind of equipment do i need to start those seeds do i just want to buy transplants if so where am i buying them from and now's the time to start planning how much space do you have for a garden do you want to do raised beds do you want to do buckets do you want to put it in the ground like now's the time to Figure all that out if you have none of it figured out so far. So for me, I don't really have any of it figured out at the moment, but that's my goal over the next two or three weeks is to really focus in on how much space do I have and what's a priority. Is it a priority for me to grow most of my own bell peppers for the year or is it a priority for me to just kind of play around and have fun and try growing some new things in my garden? For me, I think it's going to kind of be a mix. I would love to grow a ton of what I eat, but also grow just fun stuff that I kind of get to play with. So I bought some, like, I bought sorghum seeds. And so sorghum sedan is a grain that you can grow. So I plan on growing some grain. It's not going to be enough grain to get me through the year, but definitely some grain where I can just see what that looks like as it's growing. I did get a KitchenAid for Christmas it was a Black Friday deal and I asked for from somebody else for Christmas a grain mill that's an attachment for my KitchenAid so I can grind my own sorghum flour I think that would be really cool as well so I know that's one of the things I have to throw into my plan so um, I love my sorghum. With that newest seed order that I placed, I got some other really cool things in there, like a red carrot, a blue beauty tomato. So the top half of the tomato is like this dark blue color and the bottom half is the traditional red color of a tomato. I got a chocolate, sweet chocolate bell pepper. So there's definitely some cool stuff out there. I will do a little Plug here, they're not a sponsor or anything, but I do all my seed shopping from Baker Creek Heirloom Seeds. So you can Google Baker Creek Heirloom Seeds or go to Rareseeds.com and Rareseeds.com will pull up their website. It is, there are so many beautiful seeds. I love that it's free shipping and it's all. So their main facility is in the United States, but they travel to all these different countries across the world in search of heirloom seeds. So seeds that have not been modified in any way, shape or form, and have been passed down generation from generation. And those are the seeds that they distribute. So not only do I love that it's free shipping, they're based in America, but I also love that they will give you a free packet of seeds if you spend $10. And can I just say, if you are into gardening and you like seeds, it is super easy to put $10 worth of seeds in your cart to get that free seed. So my free seed this time was a Merlot lettuce. And the Merlot Merlot lettuce is this beautiful purple color. I love it. I've grown it before hydroponically. It is great. So any free seed they give me, I am happy to have and put out in my garden. So we'll get kind of into the meat of what we're going to talk about here, which is how do you plan a garden? Where do you start? I mentioned starting seeds versus transplanting and what do you want to grow? What are your goals for your garden? I think those are all great places to start, but I also think I have done quite a few episodes on gardening before in the past, really the within the first 10 episodes, I talked quite a bit about gardening So i think it might be helpful to revisit some of that if you didn't listen to those episodes i've also done some episodes about starting seeds if you're curious about what kind of equipment does it take what kind of space are we talking to start some seeds so that might be worth listening to as well so for me the way i'm going to start planning my garden because i already know that i'm starting from seed and i already have a lot of seeds that i want to grow the question I'm asking myself is what kind of space do I have and what do I want to put in it so for me I already know that I've got two bed three beds up and running and I've got a raised bed I want to fill this year so I'll have a fourth bed and I have probably about a dozen five gallon buckets already full of dirt ready to go So for me, that's kind of what I'm looking at with my grow space. So I kind of work backwards from there. I've got lots of seeds. I know I want to start from seed. I will go outside and measure the square footage in my garden. And then I will kind of work my way backwards from there. To me, I like numbers. So this is fun for me to figure out the square footage of my grow space. Then figure out well, what exactly do I want to grow? Do I want a lot of room to play in my garden or do I want more room to grow the stuff that I know I eat regularly? Like bell peppers are a great example of that. So then I'll work backwards from there once I decide, okay, I want, let's say I have 500 square feet of garden bed space, which I don't think I do. But if I have 500 square feet, maybe I'll want 100 square feet to be like a play space with the grains i'm growing and some cool funky varieties maybe some beautiful flowers that are not edible and then the other 400 square feet maybe are gonna be intensively grown i'm gonna focus on this this and this this year so that's how i'll do is i'll work backwards i will use the square foot gardening methods this way i can put the most amount of plants possible out in my garden bed, I actually use a website called growvegetables.com, I believe it is, Um, and they actually will have it based on square foot. You can kind of draw out on your computer how big your beds are and just drag in. They've got a huge list of vegetables, so you click on whichever one you want to grow, if it's asparagus or bell peppers, tomatoes, they even distinguish between determinate and indeterminate tomatoes for you. So you click on whatever it is you're trying to grow and you just put that in the little grid square on your little bed that you drew and it will automatically adjust for the size. So for me, growing something like basil versus a butternut squash plant is a huge difference. They are two very different sized plants and this software system knows that and automatically adjusts it for you. So you don't have to worry about, oh, did I write this down enough? Did I, is the blog I looked up, how much space I need for this plant reputable? You don't have to worry about that. They have all that figured out for you. So to me, that's a helpful tool. It did. It does cost me money yearly, but I think it's like 10 bucks or something silly and I can make an unlimited amount of plans. So right now I've got on there like my plan from last year and my sister's plan for her garden from last year. So what I'm gonna do is pull those up, add the extra beds that I've added, and then place my plants wherever I wanna put my plants. That also to me helps with crop rotation because at this point maybe I don't remember where I put what plant exactly. But because I followed a plan from last year and I'm opening that plan up again for this year, I can say, okay, my tomatoes were on this end of the bed, next year they're going on the opposite end of the bed. So that makes it a little bit easier too. So it really comes down to what kind of space do you have? Do you have a lot of outdoor space? Do you have maybe a patio you can grow on in containers? Like what are we looking at will help you to determine what you can grow, and how much of that thing you can grow. If you are forced to grow in like five-gallon buckets, which there's nothing wrong with that, but if space-wise or whatever it is, you can only grow in five-gallon buckets, you're probably not going to grow watermelon plants and butternut squash plants and these huge plants that get ginormous, but in a five-gallon bucket, you can totally grow sweet peppers hot peppers indeterminate tomato or sorry determinate tomatoes that will stay small like you've got options you can grow zucchinis in a five gallon bucket like you can do some things with five gallon buckets not that that's the only thing you can only thing you can grow in but i want you to be creative i don't want you to look at your space and say i just can't have a garden because of x y and z I want you to think outside of the box if you've never had a garden before or maybe you're looking to expand your garden this year and you're just not sure how or where. I would say Google can be your friend to get inspired. Pinterest can also be your friend to get inspired. Uh, for a while there, I had what I lovingly lovingly call an asshole of a dog. <laughs> uh, his name was Bane, for the vil- named after the villain in Batman. And he would... Tear up my garden. No amount of yelling at him, no amount of training. We even got so desperate and tried a shot collar on him to try to train him with a shot collar to stay out of my garden. None of it got through to his head to stay out of my garden. So, what I had to do was go to Lowe's and basically buy stuff to build a fence to fence in my garden inside my fence to keep the dog out. So, I had to get very creative because I knew I wanted a garden but I didn't see how it was possible with that dog. So the, I was never going to get rid of the dog, but I had to get more creative to keep the dog out of the garden (laughs) so I can at least have some of what I want in the garden. So lots of options, get creative, Google some things to get inspired. I've used a wide variety of beds for gardening before. So I've used raised beds everything from three inches tall to like three feet tall you know so i've used all different types of raised beds all different filled with all different things in the raised beds you know so my three feet tall raised beds the bottom is usually sticks and twigs and then filled with a lot of dirt on top of that the sticks and twigs at the bottom of a really tall bed it saved me on cost so I didn't have to buy a ton like a literal ton of dirt to fill the raised bed with but it also if you've never heard of a hugel culture bed that's essentially what it is it's these big logs that you then mound a bunch of dirt on top of and grow in the dirt and eventually the logs start to deteriorate and feed the plants so when I do my tall raised garden beds I kind of mimic that a little bit I do a small version of that. I've also grown in all different types of containers. I specifically five gallon buckets. I've grown some things in three gallon buckets, four gallon buckets as well. It is totally possible. Make sure you drill good sized drain holes. That's my big tip and recommendation there. Uh, the first time I use the gallon buckets, I was in a rush and I forgot drain holes on I think one or two of those buckets. I'm sure you don't need the detail of what happened but my plants essentially drowned because as we were getting rain and hurricanes where I lived the water had nowhere to go but stay in the buckets and I also in quite a few of the buckets drilled too small of a hole so the water still couldn't really get out easily and that led to The plants also dying because the soil just stayed too soggy. It was too wet in there for the plant roots. They didn't like it and the plants died. So I've learned a lot about growing in things like five gallon buckets, three gallon buckets. You can get those for free from lots of different places, specifically bakeries, but I have brought that up in a previous episode. So if you want some tips on how to get materials, to build things like raise beds or to have containers you should definitely check out some of my other episodes on gardening that i've done i will run a few tips in here though if you are looking for free wood to build some beds with there's a lot of places especially on facebook marketplace that give away pallet wood for free so i think it's totally worth looking some of that up and taking home some pallets to make some beds with may not last forever may not be high quality wood but it's wood to get you started i have also gardened with the back to eden method where you essentially lay down a bunch of cardboard put a lot of compost on top of the cardboard and just grow in that what i will say about the back to eden method that's what i started with this past grow season so in april when i put my plants in the ground that's what I did for my garden bed because I didn't want to build raised beds. I didn't have a way to get a bunch of dirt to my house. So I bought a ton, a lot of bags of compost from Lowe's, put that down, put my little transplants right in that compost. What I will say is the compost was too hot coming straight from the bags. It wasn't fully composted down. So it actually killed a lot of my poor little plants. And the plants that did survive because I basically put the cardboard down put the compost down right on top and then put the plant in it didn't give the cardboard enough time to break down for the roots to poke through into the real dirt (laughs) so that also killed quite a few of my plants they just got root bound living only in two or three inches of compost and couldn't go all the way down so I've done a few things and learned a lot. There's no right or wrong way to have a garden, to do a garden bed. I think it's worth experimenting. Like when I did the back to Eden method this year for the first time, I also had my five gallon bucket still. And this coming year, I plan on doing a big tall raised bed, the five gallon buckets, and then my back to Eden beds, which should be perfect this season, coming up hopefully um so yeah there's no right or wrong way to garden it's based on your limitations the space limitations that you may have Uh, sorry (laughs) um I am driving while I'm doing this and I promise I am paying attention it was just a steeper curve than I thought it was that I was going through and that's why I hit the rumble strip there but So the next question you need to ask yourself, besides what kind of space do you have, how much of that space do you have, is what do you want to grow? Do you want to grow most of your own food? Do you want to grow only things that you know 100% you want to eat and you do eat already? Or do you want to grow some cool varieties that you can't buy just because they're fun? Maybe you... Enjoy eggplant, but you don't eat it a ton, but you think it's cool and you want to grow two or three or four different types of eggplant. That is completely fine because I'm sure with the heirloom varieties out there on eggplant, you're going to find a lot of really cool stuff for a lot of things. So for me, I like a mix of both. I want to grow mostly food that I know I eat, I also eat a lot of produce. So it does allow me to be very versatile. So maybe somebody that doesn't eat a lot of produce, the only thing they'd be interested in growing is peppers and tomatoes to start with, and that's okay. For me, I love the idea of being able to grow asparagus and peppers, tomatoes, eggplants, a little bit of everything, all my herbs. Maybe you don't have space or don't want to grow a lot of vegetables and you would rather grow a lot of herbs. So you have a beautiful herb garden maybe you love flowers and you want to incorporate flowers a lot of flowers into what you're doing uh, there's also a lot of edible flowers out there so if you love flowers you can look up some edible flowers that maybe you can add to salads or whatever else that you enjoy cooking so a lot of these questions are very personal with what it is that you want and you may not know what you want it may take you a couple years to figure out what exactly you like to eat what it is you like to grow what's worth the time and energy of growing out in your garden for yourself so feel free to be flexible and to learn so i've tried to keep a journal as i'm going throughout the year Of different things that happen on the property so I would remember going into the next season and not repeat the same mistakes over and over again I did find that kind of helpful but I will say by like the middle of the season I kind of am burnt out slightly with growing food and harvesting food and keeping a journal that the journal kind of falls apart but that's an idea if you're interested in doing a journal so I would say it's important that whatever you grow, you have to at least be willing to try and eat. I can't stand the idea of wasting a lot of food. And I also don't want you to waste a lot of time, energy, and money with this big beautiful garden and it all just rots on the vine because you don't actually like what you grew or you whatever uh, whatever else might happen. So the next, The last question I have on here, which we talked about a little bit, is do you want to start from seed or have transplants? That is a personal decision, I think, and there's no right or wrong with that either. You can do a mix of both. You could do one or the other, whatever you're comfortable with. I personally get so excited for gardening that I love the idea of being able to plant the seeds in like February timeframe and watch them grow inside. And then get to put them outside in April or May and then watch them grow until they produce some kind of harvest in July or August, whatever, depending on what I'm planting. So I love the idea of being able to watch them go from just a seed to the beautiful fruit that I then get to eat and enjoy. So I have a passion for seeds. I think I've done quite a few episodes just on seeds alone, storing seeds, starting from seeds. So check those out if that's something you're interested in. So I'm gonna run through really quick the questions here that I have at the end that might be helpful as you are thinking about a garden if you're interested in starting a garden this year or ramping up your garden for this year as well. So your C- I want you to think about with your garden, um, what kind of space do you have? Do you already have an existing garden bed? Do you need to grow in containers for whatever reason? So what kind of space do you have? How much of that space do you have as well? So all about your space, what does your space look like? Then it comes down to what do you put in that space? Do you want to grow mostly all of your own food that you already eat? Or do you wanna try cool new fun varieties you've never heard of before? Maybe you wanna do a little bit of both and then i think that boils down to again do you want to start from seed or grow transplants and that to me is all a numbers game and there's so many different ways to figure out those numbers you can google it per plant you can use some type of software like i do to plan out your garden there's no right or wrong way with any of this i think it's fun to experiment and try I'm not gonna lie, most of what I grew last year because of the issues I had with the hot compost and with my cardboard not breaking down fast enough, most of my garden died. And it was very sad to watch, but it was also amazing at the same time to see what was resilient enough to where it came back. Like it stopped growing for a few weeks while it was trying to figure out what the hell was happening. And then all of a sudden, My tomato plants grew, my pepper plants grew, I had an eggplant grow, I had my butternut squashes started growing. So I didn't get as much harvest as I wanted, but I I still got something. And it was beautiful to watch and see. So I think gardening is a great hobby and I think now is the time to do your planning. Now is the time to plan not just your garden, but your year, your life, what do you want this year to look like? Do you want to eat different? Do you want to look different? Do you want your job to be different? What is it that you want for the year? I was actually listening to Rachel Hollis's podcast for a couple hours earlier today. And one of the things she does around this time of year is she comes up with one word to describe what she wants her next year to be. And that sounds kind of hard. You know, how do you define a full year, 365 days, as a word? But she picks a word. And she said that word needs to be something that inspires you. Where you're like, yeah, I can do this. But at the same time, kind of scares you. Where you're like, oh, but that might be hard, you know? So my word for 2023 is growth. I want to grow in a lot of ways. I want to grow as a gardener. I want to grow physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. With my job, I want everything to grow. I basically want to level up in 2023. And so I challenge you to find your word. Maybe you're not into gardening and you still made it to the end of this episode anyway, for whatever reason. I appreciate it. But I would love to hear what your word is that you are going to focus on for 2023. So I'm kind of throwing this in here at the end, even though it has nothing to do with gardening, but it could relate back to gardening. Like mine definitely relates back to gardening a little bit. So stay focused. I've got another episode coming out actually on Wednesday of next week. I promise we're not getting delayed again. The holidays are mostly done. I hope everybody had a great time with friends and family or whatever it is that you decided to do over the holiday season. I hope it worked out great and was kind of stress-free and it went hopefully better than you thought it was gonna go. I know me eating good did not work out in my favor, but that's okay. I'm willing to be flexible and kind of hit the reset button as we go into 2023. That's part of the growth that I want to do is with my health and my eating as well. So, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Happy Hippie Homestead Podcast. Feel free to like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. You can also leave us a review on your podcast player of choice. If you liked this episode or any other episode, please feel free to share it with anyone you think may need to hear what. I have to say for some of these things. So thank you for everything you do. And I look forward to talking to you next week.